and welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Bree, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Cozy. Hello. Hey, Cozy. How are you? Oh, doing well. Not too bad. It's it's nice to be in a new year. It's nice to like, uh, it's, it's weird because it's like, it's still so dark out. And because it's so dark out, my brain still hasn't been like, no, it's a new year. It's not December anymore. It's just like, oh, it's dark times. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dark wintry solstice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like my my um the energy of a new year hasn't quite fully hit me yet. Mm-hmm. But um there are some things I'm doing, like I'm writing every single day now, like TV writing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a really great change. And so I do feel energized because of that. Like putting off writing for a very long time and then doing it, it doesn't feel difficult at all. It just feels like, oh, here, here, just write a couple ideas down and then you did it today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's yeah, it's sort of like setting the bar low at first and then just yeah. kind of meeting the 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 kind of yeah, bare minimum that you set for yourself and then you start to feel good about it, like yeah and and propel yourself forward from there where you're like okay today I'll write for 10 minutes and then and then you kind of just get into a groove where you'll like hyper focus for like an hour once you get really excited by something yeah exactly for now I'm just like oh let me answer questions that seems really easy and then like oh if I have any thoughts I'll like maybe write those down a little bit too and like I think the main thing for me right now is like don't let myself get away with um avoidant behavior or not getting my thought process on paper mm-hmm. you know because I'm like oh well if I have this feeling about it and it's a worry write down the worry don't use the worry as a block between you and the page <laughs> yeah that's yeah I think that's like what I really loved about like t- uh doing like free writes from like um, oh yeah uh what 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 a, i'm blanking on the name of the book but um, oh like artist's way and stuff the like artist's that. way yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yes so like i you know doing free writes really helps me unblock and yeah i just start writing every little thought that runs through my brain where i'm like yeah those, nice. quest- those questions those worries will come through and then i'm like okay yeah and i just have a rambling page of, of notes but then there'll be like a seed <laughs> of a good idea there that's awesome yeah for, for me at this point it's like Writing down a worry is the first step towards writing down a list of things that could be the answer to that worry. Yeah. It's really such a process where I'm like, okay, worry, list of hyphens that could that can be filled and populated, a couple bad ideas, and then stuff I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. Fun. Good process stuff. I like it. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you're uh, starting strong with the writing. Oh, thank you. It feels good. <laughs> and speaking of writers... <gasps> that's what we are true and we are also comedians and we are doomsday preppers oh yes we are i have water i am covered in water right now i'm just (laughs) jugs of water are most of my apartment (laughs) oh i was like you're not supposed to cut uh cover yourself in water oh yeah no it's all open jugs of water It's all Dang. just open big gallons of water that I just threw everywhere. <laughs> yeah, your apart your apartment is actually just a giant bath. Um, yeah, I learned from Shape of Water that the only way to be healthy is to just throw water everywhere. Yeah, and I guess you know if people need water when the when doomsday happens, you'll have it. It'll just be sort of bath water. Right, exactly. People will not be able to be picky. They ha- they can't be picky. Right, when it comes At to that doomsday, point. yeah. <laughs> um every episode one of us is uh tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film and we do it with no spoilers thank goodness thank goodness <laughs> um and today i'm gonna try to convince you to watch the 2016 thriller 10 cloverfield lane oh cool interesting oh this is fascinating okay yeah and cozy you need to see this I have heard, I have heard that I that this is a thing on my list. I've never even seen the original, so but people tell me I don't have to. So you don't, yeah. Nice. Um, cool. Well, I'll get into the synopsis if that's cool with you. I would love that. Yes, please. All right. <laughs> in 10 Cloverfield Lane, a young woman named Michelle wakes up in an underground bunker after a car accident. 
She finds herself under the care of a man named Howard who claims to have found her after the accident and saved her life, mm -hmm. as now the outside world has become uninhabitable due to a catastrophic event. Emmett, Howard's neighbor, who is also staying in the bunker, seems to corroborate Howard's story. Mm. But as Michelle tries to understand the truth about what happened, tensions rise and she must determine whether Howard is truly protecting her from the dangers outside the bunker or if the real danger lies inside. Ooh, that sounds right for a bunker movie where it's that like feeling of trust. You're like, do I trust that everything outside this bunker is bad or do I start having that feeling of like, um what's that i don't remember the term anymore just like a cabin fever cabin fever yeah just like i need to bust out of here because no matter what's outside the it's... inside is like killing me <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah it's very okay. like the psychological kind of like back and forth um is really played up a lot in this yeah so it's like a tension movie and yeah i imagine because it's like very bodily is it a uh, bo bottle e <laughs> um, like a bottle of water all over the, my apartment. Um, yeah, uh, bo bottle e. Um, I imagine is is it like a like kind of a one locationy kind of thing, almost more like a play. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Oh, okay. I see the shape of this very quickly. The shape of this water. Um, wonderful. <laughs> good. Good feeling. Nice. Um, yes. So it does. It starts off. It doesn't start off in the bunker, but basically, like ten minutes in, you're you're in oh, the bunker sure. for the rest of the movie. Oh, um, cool, well, cool, cool. most of the rest of the movie. Yeah, that makes me think of uh, that one uh, Tarantino one where it was like seven or eight people, and they were just in a cabin for a lot of it, and being like, "Oh man, who can trust who?" Oh yeah, the Hateful Eight. That... Yeah, Hateful Eight, which I I feel like I skipped a Tarantino movie and then saw that one, or I was like. Maybe I didn't, and I was just like, I don't know, but I'll see it anyway. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But, what yeah. What was the one that came out after that? It was like the Hollywood one that I always forget the name of. Yeah, Once Upon a Time. See, I, I skipped Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, everyone loved that one. I sort of was like, I don't care about Hollywood, so. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I don't. I fell asleep during it. I remember that. Oh, that's but so funny. I it was also that. super late at night, and I like am, once 10 p.m. hits, it's really hard for me to like start a movie. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, understandable. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're not sure if the cause was life or the cause was art. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I want to say it's a little bit of both that's truly fair yeah it's tarantino drags things on a little bit oh it's true consistently and mm -hmm. thoroughly it's true yeah <laughs> that one's like low on my list but maybe one day because everyone was just like wow so yeah like, sure, i guess a wow is fine i guess i know I guess so. everyone's uh been like that about uh what poor things oh really yeah, I've heard a lot of like, wow, and like, this is so amazing, best film. And then I, yeah. haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, this is fair. Yeah. Oh, sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's for me, it was truly one of those things where I was for that one. I was like, I love this director and I love everyone in this movie. And the trailers are making me worry some for some reason. Hmm. But then I saw it very quickly because I needed to like see it fast. And I was like, oh, no, this is great. I'm oh, enjoying good. yeah it's like good and weird and like my mom I saw it with my mom and she loved it and we were both like yeah this is a good insane time <laughs> oh good oh that's that's nice to to have someone with you too to like <laughs> validate how you felt about it <laughs> oh a hundred percent always a good feeling that said I it's not a movie that I'm like you should see this movie with parents you shouldn't see this movie <laughs> with like grandparent like this is a movie you shouldn't see with people who there's, there's a bunch of sex in it. And it's just like, you don't want oh, to yeah. sit next to people you're related to for that. That's always weird. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Un uncomfortable. A little um, bit. A little bit. Um, well, in 10 Cloverfield Lane, there is I no sex. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, that's a pretty good chance. <laughs> everyone in the bunker falls in love and it actually ends up really happy oh yeah bunker actually my favorite romantic comedy <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god that's there's there's a whole thing there that's and then the sequel love bunker yeah oh or bunk, bunker times day we all love <laughs> that one yeah just these ro these ensemble comedies in bunker <laughs> romeo and bunker net <laughs> There's so much going on with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Shakespeare's classic bunker plays and how they were 
updated for 2023. <laughs> yeah, and there was like a whole bunker war, the two bunkers, oh, the two the different families. Two yeah. two houses that own bunkers. <laughs> yes, tragic. The star star crossed, but you can't see the stars. Lovers. The star crossed bunkers. Yeah, that feels right too. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you just have to trust that they are against each other. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, these are good ideas. We need to do. We need to all write bunker rom coms now. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, that's. Uh, it's honestly, yeah, it's. There's something about writing that bottle episode or the the cabin fevery kind of movie where it's almost easier to write um, in some ways because you're forcing people into the same location. <laughs> yeah. And it's truly like, you have to make sure that they hate each other at the top, just like in all rom-coms. Yep. And they're like, I don't like, I don't want to be here with you any more than you want to be here with me. We're going to different parts of the bunker and we're drawing a line in the middle. There's yeah. There's a world where 10 Cloverfield lane, I feel it could have easily been uh, like rom-com territory because it's sort <laughs> it's sort of like, it's two guys and a girl and it's like it could be like funny third wheel energy like hey guys right. now well course. i'm in the bunker <laughs> <laughs> put a sock on the door we can't leave the door <laughs> uh okay well this this should be interesting all right cool yes um so 10 cloverfield lane written by josh campbell matthew sukin and damien chazelle oh Okay, cool. I uh, yeah. still don't know if I have seen any Damien Chazelle things. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, have I haven't seen La La Land still. Same. Uh, Whiplash, I have seen. Uh, oh, yeah, same. Also, or no, I have not seen that one either. Okay. Um. Yeah, that one's very good. Uh, and That's it's... what I hear. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at his stuff right now just to like do a check. Oh, I saw Babylon. What am I talking about? Oh, cool. Yeah, Babylon was really funny and fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, really, I have not really seen Babylon. Movie. Oh, yeah. I think that one like really um, divided people and it didn't divide me at all. I was just like, this is a really, really funny movie, but there is someone problematic in it. So now I'm upset that I saw it without knowing that. Oh, uh, well. But um, yeah, so I can't do? recommend it exactly, but, but it's a good movie. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Darn it. Problematic people ruining films for the rest of us right so frustrating yes um and as far as the other writers it seems like mostly done this work actually they but like one of them was like mostly known for being an editor oh, cool. um which is yeah i think uh it's cool to like pivot into a different sector of the industry <laughs> hell yeah absolutely yeah um and i think it's josh campbell was the editor and Matt was a producer like so both of them kind of came from different um different parts of the industry and then teamed up with Damien to write this oh cool yeah um directed by Damien Chazelle also okay starring uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead oh she's yeah she's great yeah I didn't know she was in this at all that's wonderful lots of stuff Scott Pilgrim Fargo uh Birds of Prey, uh, Final Destination Three, which still scars me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I um, think I, I think I've only seen one. Fi- I think I only saw the first one of those, but I don't know because it was like at somebody else's house, and I wasn't. I was young and don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know how many there are, but I feel like there's there's a lot. There's it, probably way more in my head than actually exists, but to me, it's like Land Before Time, where I'm like, there's got to be like twenty Final Destinations. Yeah, it's insane. It's truly, it's just like Airbud. Yeah. <laughs> Tons oh, of yeah. Airbuds. A lot of Airbuds. And and of course, the the most important thing um of Mary Elizabeth Winstead's career is Got a Girl, where um that she did with Dan the Automator, uh, where they put out that record, I love you, but I must drive off this cliff now, or something like that. Oh yeah. The spy music record. I love that. I'm so glad that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> What a treat. Uh, what a treat. Um, and then we have John Goodman. Oh, sure. Always a good, always a good uh addition to anything. He's a good man. That's yeah, true. I, I I felt it and then I avoided it for some reason, but you're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> Big Lebowski. I mean, it was a little, it's a little on the nose to say good man, but oh, that's I okay. did it. I feel like people need to do that again because people don't talk about him enough in general. Yeah. 
and he's uh he's really great in this um but obviously yeah goodman in so many things oh um, so many things big lebowski roseanne argo monsters inc all sorts mm. of stuff oh yeah um and then john gallagher jr huh, i don't know that name I didn't either um, outside of this movie, and he was in uh, a few TV shows um, in the newsroom. I never saw that. Um, Okay, the newsroom. Interesting. That makes me think of, um, what's it called? Uh, Sports Night. Very different name, but that's what that name always makes me think of. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and it seems like, yeah, he's just sort of done... um, character work in different episode episodes of tv um i i still i started watching the west wing recently and i guess he's in the west wing so i haven't oh, seen nice. him yet oh hey that's cool yeah speaking speaking of walking and talking right there with sports night and the west wing love it yeah a lot of walking and talking oh hell yeah did you see have you seen sports night no i haven't i that is the one show that i have seen from uh mr walk and talk and i fucking love it and find it so funny Hmm. so maybe you know what yeah that's that's uh yeah you should definitely watch sports night i i love that one okay all right it's a treat nice uh where am i okay yeah so that's pretty much (laughs) those are the three people that are in the bunker cool Uh, i like i like a limited cast like that me too yeah i think it's nice to um to like limit I, I don't know I feel like it shows like the strength of a screenplay when it's when it's like limited characters and you're not like jumping around so much I mean uh, it's it shows the strength of everything like the acting ability like the the true. tension like every everything is just benefited from simplicity <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh so what are your first impressions so far it sounds very good I'm excited for it because when two of the three people in a limited um, situation like that are people that I re- respect and I'm like, hell yeah, I would see things from them. Mm-hmm. That's a great start. Yeah. And, and I like tension a lot lately too. <laughs> good. Yeah. I think you will, you will like this then. Nice. Um, yeah. I, uh, I saw this, I think when it came out um, in theaters and I really, really liked it. Ooh very tense very uh like just really good mystery um and yeah great performances all around but now i'm getting into my reasons Ooh, <laughs> i know how it goes <laughs> yep um so do you have any questions before i jump in mm, i don't think i do i don't think i do so far everything makes sense to me so far okay awesome mm. so uh my first reason for watching is basically it's a it's they have a really gripping and tense title sequence oh that's Um, fun yeah so basically the movie starts off with michelle and you don't hear a word from her verbally like at all you don't hear anything from her until about 10 minutes into the movie Mm. um oh cool which is it's like a very silent there's a little bit of you know um ambient a soundtrack going um, and then when she gets into this car accident, it's really jarring and it's very loud and it's sort of intercut with these titles that are all silent. Ooh, that's cool. It's really cool. And it's very like, I don't know, it just it just has this very like tense heartbeat almost with this these titles popping up. And then you kind of cut back to this car, uh, car wreck as it's happening and you just <laughs> see all this and hear all these sounds and it's 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 like a good like sort of initial dive into like the tone of this film yeah it seems like a good way to start something yeah oh also um and maybe this is a little a little obvious already but the reason that i did not see this movie was because i did not see the first movie (laughs) oh yes yeah (laughs) um that is a good reason for not seeing it and i think uh you know, definitely agree with whatever other people have told you, which is like, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see the see, see the first movie and watch this one. Uh, but it's definitely like, you don't need to watch it. They're completely like different. Yeah, and, I think that's very cool. And did he not do the first one? 
I don't think so. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I, I love I love when something feels so like its own piece of art off of something. I feel like that's a lot more popular these days than it used to be. And it's always interesting and sometimes great. <laughs> yeah, no. So this the first one I just looked, it's uh, directed by Matt Reeves. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that um, was 2008. That was before I watched... Um, I guess it's a giant monster movie or whatever kind of movie it is. Something's going on. It's not like horror movie, horror movie, but um, yeah, but like I didn't go see horror movies or monster or whatever's going on in Cloverfield movies. Back yeah. Then. It, like I still don't see things where a city's being attacked because I just don't care very much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was what turned me off of the original one. I'll say that much. Okay. Um, yeah, they're very different. Uh, hmm. I like them both for very different reasons, but I will say that I like 10 Cloverfield Lane more. Yeah, that's, that's I think, the consensus that I've heard across the board from folks. Yeah, so um, it's it's just, it's such a different, like, yeah, it's story altogether. Um, and if it wasn't for the title, like, I don't think anyone would ever have any idea that it was, like, in the same universe or same... <laughs> same world and then there's another cloverfield movie the cloverfield paradox which is like in space really i don't when did that come out uh i think 2018 were people just check. not talking about that one uh huh. i don't think so yeah i honestly don't feel like that one kind of like went under the radar yeah it doesn't i don't feel like i heard much about that one maybe for like a half a second or not at all it was a Netflix one, so maybe that's why. Maybe it just kind of like went straight to. Yeah, that you know, would do it. Yeah. Um, and then there's also I haven't watched this, but there's a short film that's also based off of a character that is mentioned in this movie in Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, that was created by the visual effects guy from this movie, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's like it. A lot of the the Cloverfield people fans. Uh really like the short so might be something i check out after this yeah always i i think that anytime a short is associated with a movie i'm always like maybe maybe i should figure that out yeah i i guess yeah i never really um look for that stuff uh but i was looking at the trivia for this and i was like oh that was one of the facts that they mentioned and i thought oh, that's cool it's it's like to me the it's interesting like if you watch this movie like what the short film is about um it would make me want to it makes me want to watch it because there's a lot of mystery behind what's brought up in this film. Ooh. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. As vague me trying to be vague with what I'm saying. Um <laughs> not a bad move, never a bad call. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, that was my first reason, uh just the juxtaposition of that title sequence, really cool. Mm. Um my second reason is it's just a really suspenseful mystery. Um, and a lot of great tension throughout. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I like that. I think it's funny. I like I'm sure I've mentioned it before how I'm just like, I don't care about mysteries anymore, but like I like them I'm down with a mystery in this context. Yeah, it's like it's like with a psychological sort of lens. Like it's just very it's it's very much like you're not sure. Yeah. And you go back and forth with who you think is uh you know good and who you think is being maybe overly cautious or over mm. overly paranoid because of the situation um and i feel like uh yeah it's just this this movie does a really good job of like kind of taking you along that ride the whole time where you never really like know what's coming oh that's very cool yeah see that that sounds like a good version of it to me yeah um yeah it's just it's yeah i feel like for for relying on just three cast three uh characters uh, i feel like it's a pretty uh cool thing for them to pull off yeah absolutely i love i love things that do that honestly mm -hmm. i can't i don't always have specific ones off the top of my head but i have some and they're always great when i see them yeah i'm trying to think of yeah like a psychologically mysterious I don't know. I guess I'm. Tr I don't know. I'm. I, I, it's probably pretty off. But I guess Black Swan popped in my head, where it's like the psychological. Like, is this person seeing this? Is this real? Oh sure. Yeah, I've never seen that one, but that does sound right to me. Yeah. Um. My third reason is 
I guess, yeah, same sort of deal relying on such a small cast. But the, my third reason is uh, really strong performances from everyone. Ooh, that doesn't surprise me. They're great at what they do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and especially uh, John Goodman, because he's sort of the one, you know, we're we're seeing this through Michelle's point of view for the most part. Mm. Um, she's in this accident and then she's just sort of like awake in this bunker. So we're with her pretty much the whole time. And, you know, John Goodman's character is does like his performance. He just does a really good job of like kind of never being too he's never like clearly a bad guy but he's never clearly a good guy um <laughs> so there's a lot of like you're just not you're really not sure the whole time um that's, yeah that's a good place to be in yeah so the the tension just like really i think like i feel like his performance really just like enhances that and he uh yeah I don't know. There's there's something about John Goodman where it's like he's like lovable big guy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like he does have this like. This I don't know, this this subtle, I don't know about you. Kind of can I trust you like this, this sort of thing going on throughout this whole yeah. movie? Yeah, he knows. How, I feel like he knows how to deliver that performance. I feel like I've seen that with him before. Um, and also, whenever I think of him, I think of Barton Fink. And mm. I feel like he was such like a big, powerful sort of character in that one. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he's good at playing like, yeah, big, big characters. Um, and he, yeah, the whole cast. And also uh, John Gallagher Jr., who plays Evan, also really good in this. Nice. I'm surprised. I don't know if it seems like I don't know what else he's done after this. Uh, it seems like he should get more roles based on this. Yeah, weird. I wonder, I mean, this has always been like, even this movie feels like it's a little under the radar in general, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like people don't talk about it often. When they do, they're like, that was incredible. But they're not like, everyone remembers this incredible movie. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a good point. I feel like it does, it doesn't really get brought up a lot, especially like, I feel like for, you know, Damien Chazelle, like everyone's talks about Whiplash and La La Land all the time, and and no yeah. one talks about Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think it was because it was connected to the original one. Honestly, I feel Probably. like people were so like, oh, but what does this have to do with that? Or oh, you know, it's such a different thing. And that was like the discourse that I had heard about it was just like, oh, it's a different movie. But eventually, what I heard was, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah, and. Yeah, and I liked Cloverfield, but I know a lot of people didn't um, care for it. Like, it was a lot of shaky cam, and it is, like, a big... It's sort of, like, feels Godzilla-y, but with, like, a, a modern lens, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. That makes sense. And a little bit... A lot more horror um, than... Yeah, oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, good in different ways. Um but this one is for sure, like, probably maybe it hurt. It hurt it a little bit having the Cloverfield Association. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh, also, um, where I know John Gallagher Jr. from after looking him up a little bit um, is from the, the movie Come Play, uh, which was. We had the director of that on this podcast a while ago. We had um, we had Jacob Chase on here. And so I remember watching that movie it, like to prep for that. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was a good he was a good character. He was like the dad in that. He did a great job. Oh, awesome. <laughs> in Come Play? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Nice to have a cool director on here. Never hurts. Never a bad thing. Um, Cool. Do you want to uh, jump into the next one? Sure, absolutely. Great. Um, so my next reason, number three, is for wait, which one is it? It's two, one of those. Three. One, two, three, <laughs> four. Okay, I wrote six reasons and did not number one of them. <laughs> oh, okay, you got a bonus in there. <laughs> I got I got a bonus just wedged in there. Uh, hell um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So my next reason uh is the claustrophobic setting. Ooh, interesting um just yeah i think like you already kind of just naturally add a bunch of tension and mm -hmm. worry about about characters because you're in a bunker so you're like trapped in a space 
and you're with two strangers there's no sunlight um it's just it's just a very claustrophobic um and claustrophobic experience that feels like it gets more claustrophobic as as it goes on Hmm, that sounds uh, difficult in a good way. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course, because things happen in bunkers. Not everything can go as planned. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't just live your life in a bunker forever in a movie or else nothing would happen. Mm, true. It's a little tougher to pull it off. It's such it's such a specific focus. I yes. Yeah. yeah. And I And I mean, it's an interesting thing because I feel like all of life, I feel like it's very people don't always realize that the degree of focus is defined by itself more than the situation weirdly in that like I don't know maybe there's a better way of putting that like my mm -hmm. mom is my mom um you know she's an oil painter and for a while for a long time she's been like painting these sort of um tableaus of things and sometimes it's like oh this is just sort of against a wall. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is more out of a window or this is more like um, in like a larger landscape, like maybe against the sky. Um, but lately she's been painting fl like flowers that are very large and the flowers are so large that they become their own context. And the focus is the details within those flowers. Hmm. And okay. people for, yeah, like people don't often think about the fact that you can focus in incredibly deeply on a smaller thing. And then that sort of gains its own scope in almost a fishbowl-y sort of way. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Like a bunker becomes so much larger when you focus in on it. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. And like, I think it adds, you know, a lot to, um, to what you're paying attention to as a viewer. And mm. I think there's a lot of little things in here too, that like Michelle pays attention to, that in a normal movie you wouldn't really notice but because yeah we're in such a small confined space like these little details that are important we pick up on more um exactly and we're yes. seeing things through her point of view because we're so she's so desperate to like kind of know what's going on and possibly get out and we are mm. there with her because we're feeling it and so we're looking around the bunker looking at at everything that's in front of us and available. So I think it's like a very like effective way to just put you in the, in the mindset of the main character. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I, I remember a while ago taking a photo of sort of like a, of a large sort of tangled bush that was covering a wall and then taking a much, much closer photo of just like a little bit closer up to that, tangled bush and you're like okay i see all these tangles and that's its own focus and then i did a very extreme close-up of like one small berry inside of this giant tangled bush and i was like oh all of life is just this changing of focus very weird <laughs> yeah that's uh that just reminds me of like i don't know if you've seen that picture of um uh it's like the neurons in our brain side by side with like nebulas in space Ooh, I don't think I've seen that, but that makes sense to me. They look pretty much similar. And it's just yeah. so funny because it's like a similar uh, a thing of like something so micro and like impossible to see with the naked eye. And then something that's huge and also still impossible for us to see with the naked eye, but like on a much bigger scale in space. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it not only does it show you, does it show us like what the range is it also shows us how similar they are when you well, like how similar the feeling of focusing on either of those can be yeah um and it's actually actually like especially cool because the first uh cloverfield is like very different setting wise too because um it's it's like a big yeah it's a monster movie there's a lot of people running around yeah it's um, like a whole whole city right or like maybe even whole world it's yeah, it's like I think it's in New York, so it's like okay. whole, whole city. Um, yeah, it's so different. That's fascinating. It is New York for sure because I think the cover is even like the Statue of Liberty. Oh, head. there you go. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like a lot of people. It's a lot of like frantic panic running around, um, and like big buildings. And then this one is so much the opposite of that. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's incredible. I love I love dynamics like that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah that's my that's my next reason and then then one after that is it's character driven drama hmm so beyond this being a thriller because i think there is some the challenge of writing these kinds of films is like you know you you don't have other settings to go to and <laughs> you have to like keep the tension going and you have to like invest in these characters in different ways um and i think this film really does a good job of like getting into the dynamics between the characters um it gets into a lot of like sort of their past of like they there's like a scene where um emmett and michelle talk about their their past regrets um because they're like in the situation where you know possibly they think the world has ended and now it's like oh let's let's reflect and think about the things that we wish we did when things were normal <laughs> um and 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 the main character like michelle like she there's so much like growth with her character because of like these conversations that she has and you like understand more of where she came from mm, right uh and it's just a lot of like like basically when you get to the end of the movie you really see how much she has how how much the situation has changed her and how certain things have like triggered like triggered this this motivation in her to, to act differently than she had in the past oh cool 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 um and you just like yeah you really root for root for these people <laughs> um and same thing with uh with howard he's he's got like an interesting backstory that like little details are kind of uh dispersed throughout the film that kind of make you go back and forth between knowing whether or not uh he's someone you should trust or not yeah that makes sense to me mm -hmm. hmm. um and my final reason is really just michelle uh she's kind of just michelle's badassery is the reason <laughs> um she's a silent survivalist and she'll do whatever it takes to stay alive uh hmm and yeah, it just kind of goes back to what I was saying was she just has so much growth by the end of the movie that when you get to this, uh, this ending scene <laughs> that I will not spoil. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, she has to make a decision and you're just kind of like at the edge of your seat at this point because you've seen her journey so far. Um, oh, that makes a lot. Yeah, I like that. I That's a, a good, that's a good way to show growth, isn't it? To make put put someone in a position where they have to make a decision. You're like, well, they're going to make a decision based on their growth, aren't they? Oh, that demonstrates it in such a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like a perfect, like, yeah, it's a perfect um, way to end this movie. Um, <laughs> and I think like the way it ends too, it like propels you into like, you know, like what's the next movie going to be about, <laughs> which it ends up not being about um yeah that uh, yeah there it goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh said it was about a paradox <laughs> yeah it's in space now what maybe the bunker was in space the whole time mm. i'll never know wait <laughs> you'll never know unless you watch it that's it that's the only way <laughs> uh so yeah what do you think yeah this sounds great i um i like I like the cast, of course. Um, I'll see anything that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in, um, just purely because of of past good work. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked uh, Babylon. That's like a good thing. But overall, it's like, yeah, I've just heard I've heard so many good things, and knowing a little bit more about it is very helpful. Also, especially because. I feel like I remember seeing the trailer and being like, okay, it's some people in a bunker. And and now I kind of have a better understanding of the dynamics at play in it and kind of the feelings that it all, that it inspires. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yay. I did it. Nice. Thank you um, for the information. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. No, this movie is, it's just it's really good on so many different levels. So <laughs> I definitely recommend it. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the, I'll, I, of course I come in recommending all the movies, but this is one where I'm like, it's <laughs> some, sometimes you find it easier to write your reasons because you're so excited by it. And this was one of those. Yeah, that absolutely. 
I've definitely been there. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, oh, like you're kind of stretching it. Um, yeah, like you you come back to something and you're like, well, this was good, but it was good for when I was younger or like, oh, it was good, but it was good for like two reasons and everything else. You're like, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, there's also some really shocking moments, I would say, in this that are like, ooh, cool, cool, which is adds on to like the kind of like the mis the suspense tension kind of thing but there's these moments where like i really did not see coming um and i like audibly reacted because it was so <laughs> out of it was so out of uh i just didn't i did it's and i've seen this movie before so I, it's a little less so the second time but even still mm-hmm. um very much sa- similar reactions <laughs> Ooh, cool 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 uh yeah so if anyone else has seen this movie that is listening let us know. Uh, tell us what you think about it on Instagram, Facebook, on X. Uh, you need to see this pod. And follow us. Tell us about other movies. And there's a Facebook group also that I'm not sure uh, people are in since COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no new activity. But people who are there are still there hanging out, I think. Yeah, go, go, go start some conversation. Yeah, if you do... The internet will tell me, and then I'll be like, oh, "Good point. Ooh, very interesting." <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe I'll go post in there. I'll say, "Hey, honestly, how's everyone doing?" Honestly, that's a cool move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any recommendations? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I am going to recommend. I'm going to recommend watching that Lisa Frankenstein trailer. <laughs> because it's so good and fun looking Ooh, have you seen that trailer yet? i have not it's such a good name though right yes i love it's, it it's upsettingly good um and it was even before they reveal the name of the trailer at the or the movie at the end of the trailer i was just like what is this movie oh wow oh they're like really pushing 80s like the 80s vibe really hard in such a fun way and it like reminds me of uh, my boyfriend's back, which we did on this podcast a while ago. Okay, it has like a similar feeling to it, but it's much more focused on her than it did on, than it was on like the boyfriend of that. Um, and it's just like it just looks really fun and good. Like the degree of control for the aesthetic is so cool looking. So yeah, watch that trailer. Also, Brie, watch that trailer. Let me know what you think of that trailer. I'm very curious what you think because it's I- really fun looking. Okay, I'm very excited because I will first of all, I love I love the the play on words. Hell yeah. Um and I love Lisa Frank. I grew up with Lisa Frank. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Truly truly that was surrounding me as well. <laughs> yeah. Um a lot of lot of uh rainbow colored jaguars and cheetahs and and seals and polar bears and yeah, who knows what else. The most important stickers on the most important binders. That was elementary school. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's it's it's very like nostalgic for a certain time of being a kid in school. <laughs> oh Lord, yes. True, 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 true. <laughs> okay. So my recommendation is uh it's sort of a another apocalyptic kind of movie that just that came out pretty recently, which is Leave the World Behind. Oh, okay. Is that the Julia Roberts one? Yeah. Yeah. I was curious what that if that one was good or not. The trailer had like had a really cool thing going on in it. Yeah, I liked it. Um nice. There were some things I like I I it had one of those endings that sometimes frustrates me where I'm like, ah. Uh but Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. But I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, that makes sense. Kevin Bacon in that one? He Kevin- looks like he he is yeah he looked like he was playing just like white racist guy and i was like i don't know if i want to see another white racist guy movie so that was also (laughs) part of or like character in a movie i was like i don't want to see kevin bacon do this but the other parts of it looked so cool that i was like well maybe (laughs) yeah uh and yeah he's not he's not really well i guess yeah you don't know him you don't know him enough to know that he's racist. So. Okay, that's that's good to know. That's what I was wondering because trailer trailer made me feel that, but I wasn't a hundred percent. So that's good info. Yeah, um, he's similar to to 
Howard's character in this, just sort of doomsday preppery. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, hand in hand, though, that's the problem. That's, that's <laughs> the thing is like they don't say that, you know, like you don't see that, but it's also right. very much the Venn diagram is almost a circle. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool and had some good moments of um, of suspense and yeah, I don't know. I just like I sometimes get into those modes where I'm like, ooh, I just want to watch and like considering everything that goes on in the news and and us going through a pandemic and everything. I'm like these. I was like, maybe this is like my uh, cry for help that I want to watch end of the world movies. <laughs> I mean, everybody, though, like there's a reason they made them. <laughs> yeah, true. We all we all felt it. I mean, this don't look up was there. It's all there. It's all like good art, art catharsis is very key. Yes. Ooh, don't look up. The, yeah. <laughs> uh all right plugs uh yeah do you want to start plugs sure um i just have a dream dreamboat show um next month february 4th um and then i also have seen kids which you will nice. plug too um, i sure will and as of right now that's it for me um so dreamboats show february 4th 9 p.m at the pack Perfect. Magic. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. So for my plugs, um, I have a couple as usual. Uh, there is no Crash This Party happening on January 15th because that is the Emmys night. Mm. And one of us will be going to the Emmys. Not one of us, but one of the people hosting that show will be at the Emmys that night. That's cool. Not too bad. Pretty good brag. And uh, that was supposed to be our 11-year show anniversary. So that instead is going to be on the 29th, but I'll promote that a little closer. Um, so aside from that, in terms of plugs, um, I have dub set happening at the Pack Theater on January 18th. Um, paired, as always, with Drunkards and Dragons. And our guest for that one will be Rhoda Baldwin, who did loop group stuff for the Goldbergs. And it's going to be in an upcoming animated feature as uh, one or more voices. I think three or something. Who knows? And cool. yeah, and she's always great. I've known Rhoda for like a whole long time, like super long time out here. She was one of the first improv people that I met out here, I would say. Hmm. Another one of those TNT uh, 2009 people for me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, it's great. And so it'll be fun to do improv with her because I don't know if I've done improv with her in a while. Uh, either I have once or it's been or it's been like an incredibly long time. So that'll be fun. Um, and and uh, for seeing kids on. Uh, and, and yeah, that'll be at the Pack Theater um, uh, Broadwater Studio. There we go. <laughs> 8 p.m. And uh, for seeing kids, we're doing that on January 20th. We're doing seeing kids uh, have an easy core 2024. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the genre easy core which for people who don't know what that is, it's a type of pop punk that is like occasionally a little yellier and a little more like hardcore-y, but overall pretty much just pop punk. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that one uh, at the Pack Theater uh, will be 11.59 uh, p.m. in the Broadwater second stage. Uh, clearly, I'm um, doing this one off the top of my head because usually I write these down today. I forgot to do that. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a punk band uh, cultivate. Um, I think they're pop punk. I have to check. Maybe they're a little easy core too. Um, what we're gonna have uh, somebody do? We're gonna have Amy Judd Lieberman doing comedy. Woo! Right, always a good thing. Um, in fact. Uh, Let's see, who else do we have? We have Evan Harris doing stand-up. Okay. Um, and we will have um, Blake Rozier. Uh, it's been a while since I've said his last name, Blake Rozier. Um, he's great. Everyone loves him these days because he's uh, got like a good web presence. And he's funny and I've known him for a long time. He's great. Good dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was trying to, I, like that name sounded familiar, but I, I, his face popped in my head right now. So Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, I, I knew him back when he was at the improv space and I was like, oh, this guy is funny. And he's like, he's like, he feels like a, an improviser who is like naturally funny. Yeah. He does a lot of characters that are very like sandboxy and like, and improv 
space. He, yeah. And he, he does really good commitment, like emotional commitment. And that's what I like realized even then I was like, that's what I love to see from an improv person. Yeah. Uh, and um, we're trying again to get uh, Matt Rubano from angels and airwaves. Uh, he was unable to make it last time, but he might be able to this time, depending on the set times of the, of the gig that he is playing before that, that night. So we might have him. <laughs> That's a good maybe. Right. It's possible. We'll also have uh, guest improvise uh, guest improvisers Justin Alexio um, and Sydney Burgess uh, and one or two other guest improvisers who I'm still working on nailing down. And uh, and yeah, that's that's who we have for that one. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, it's it's a bunch. That's that's. That'll be fun. That'll be seen kids January 20th, 1159 p.m., etc. Those are all my plugs. Yay. Woo. Yeah, a lot of good funny people. Come see. Right. Come check it out. Come check it out. Go to those places and check it out. Check it out. Easy core <laughs> and shows. <laughs> I wish I could do like the loud, um, the hardcore growl and that'd be like, easy core. Whatever. Easy. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> oh you're so much better at that well done oh nice <laughs> yeah you've got oh see now i hope that's your host bit <laughs> okay yeah you know what honestly <laughs> ideas oh i'm very excited i hadn't thought of anything yet so maybe that's what it'll be <laughs> this is very exciting okay awesome <laughs> um well uh thanks everyone for listening and if you listened and liked it if you like 10 cloverfield lane um, if you like Cloverfield more than 10 Cloverfield Lane, interesting. Uh, <laughs> we still want to hear from you and uh, give us a five-star rating, leave a review, uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. And if you leave a review, we will read it on the air. That's true. And yeah, thank you everybody for listening to You Need to See This. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> An attack means fallout, which contaminates the air above ground. That's that's how it works. Well, how, how long do we have to wait until it's safe? Depends on the proximity of the closest blast, one year, maybe two. And that's if we're, we're talking about weapons that we know of. Russians are developing some nasty stuff, and if the Martians finally figured out a way to get here, their weapons will make the Ruskies look like, like, like sticks and stones. Luckily, I prepared for this.